Ruff. Uh, shut up. I'm listening to Zdenek's English podcast. You're listening to Zdenek's English podcast. By far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek and I'm your host. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Zdenek's English podcast. Here is Zdenek and it's been a while since I recorded a podcast. And uh, I have to say this one is special for a few different reasons. First of all, it is the first one I'm recording outside in Vietnam. And it is the first one I'm recording with a guy from Wales. His name is Chris. Hello. Hi Chris. Hi Denek. How's it going? It's all right. It's pleasure all right. to uh, pleasure to see you here in uh, sunny Vietnam. <laughs> uh, good to have you on the podcast. For a second I thought we were uh, we were going to interview that uh, waitress because she was the one to speak first. Yeah, I mean uh, she looks not too friendly but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she she didn't look friendly ever since I pulled out this recorder. Some people they just naturally scared by the look of it. Yeah, like what the, what the hell are we doing with that big silver stick? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hopefully they're not going to aim it at me and ask me to say something. You know, a lot of people freak out. But not you. That might be a good idea actually. Get the waitress over and uh, we can practice our, our, Vid- our Vietnamese and uh, see, what, see what she thinks. <laughs> Maybe also a good pickup line. <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, know a few of those, uh, but I haven't, haven't tried them for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So, Chris, the first person ever from Wales. This is interesting because I've interviewed quite a few Scottish people, a lot of English people. I have had two Northern Irish on the podcast and plenty of Irish people and never anyone from Wales as far as I can remember so I'm glad um, we're breaking the ice here yeah you know it's funny you, you mentioned that I've, I've been in Vietnam for gosh must be coming up to eight years now and um, I've I can count on one hand the number of British people I've met here let alone Welsh people I don't think I've ever met a, a fellow Welshman here really yeah yeah and uh, I mean, not even that many British. You tend to find a lot of, um, quite a few Europeans here. Americans like it here. You normally yep. get quite a lot of Americans, but uh, British people, no. I mean, not not really. No. They are few and far between. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm lucky <laughs> to have you here on on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, the way I know you, that's that's the first thing we should explain to to my listeners is that right before I came here I started doing a bit of research about the place I wanted to know what the place is like what things I should watch out for what are the challenges what are the main things here and I came across your YouTube channel Expat Nam yeah Expat Nam yeah so my 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 YouTube project which I started about well it must be eight or nine months ago now and uh, yeah I remember you you reached out to me said yeah, you like some of my videos and thanks for helping and and we went up for a drink and yeah the rest is history <laughs> okay romantic, let's it? not go let's not go too far i mean some some things should be hidden to my audience yeah i think it's better that way just to create a bit of mystery no we are just kidding yeah we we're just friends yeah yes of course yeah. i hope so i hope so yeah no i mean um 
yeah, joking aside, it, it's really nice when people actually email you and uh, don't say something terrible, which they they often do sometimes. But when someone is, emails you and says something really positive, like, oh, you know, your your visa advice really helped me, or you know, whatever you whatever I said on my channel helped them, in even if it's just a little bit, I, I really appreciate that. And that's one of the good things about YouTube. It's 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 quite nice to give something back if you have a little bit of knowledge or experience in something then it's it's, it's a good idea I think yeah. exactly no I really appreciate it as a, as a creator myself I know like what goes behind what's what is behind all of this yeah so it's a lot of work and a lot of editing and things people normally don't see so that's one thing also as you mentioned you give a lot of useful advice there so uh, you've mentioned uh, advice regarding the visa because if you want to live here in Vietnam, ladies and gentlemen, there are several options. But I would say the more the easiest one, if you want to come as a tourist, is to get the tourist visa, which currently is 30 days, right? Uh, yeah, so top of my head, I haven't checked it for a couple of weeks, but I believe there's around 25 countries that can get a 15-day visa exemption. And then there's 80 countries that can get a 30-day e-visa. Right. Uh, and then the rest of the countries of the world can't even get access, can't even come come into Vietnam. So and we are the lucky ones here. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, it's caused a lot of issues. A lot of a lot of foreigners that were here before COVID have left, and and then they brought in these this kind of a little bit of underhand visa changes during COVID very quietly. Uh, people had to leave. There was a big cleanup of overstayers and, and I know and, and dodgy visas. People on dodgy business visas, fake sponsors things like that yeah. and it's really thinned out the the, the foreigner population here really um, mm -hmm. especially like here in Da Nang well, th that makes us more special well yeah but yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like yeah I'm a, I'm a hundred percent legit <laughs> <laughs> yeah same me uh, you've mentioned Da Nang it's one, one thing that I have I have said it on this podcast before so Da Nang is the is the city we are in um, but obviously you have lived a lot in Saigon as well which is like the largest largest city, right? Not the capital, but the no, no, yeah. So, so Saigon is down in the in the south, uh, near the Mekong Delta. Uh, very hot all year round, hot and humid. Very, very busy. Perhaps more than I think it's just been classed as a mega city now. So over 10, 10 million people, yeah. and probably perhaps double that number of motorbikes. You know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like yeah, I, I was there for one day, and yeah, Chris knows what he's talking about. For me, it's quite scary. Like the traffic here, it's one of the things that I had to prepare myself for mentally, and your channel helped me with that. So, so we have mentioned the visa. So, what 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 other kind of advice would you give on your channel to to people interested in living in Vietnam? So, my channel's a little bit different in that I go around on an electric bicycle. So. Uh, I thought, so what could I do that makes it a little bit different and what do I enjoy doing? Well, I enjoy exercise, I enjoy working out, I enjoy cycling. So I strapped a camera to my chest one day and I just started filming my rides around the city in Saigon or Ho Chi Minh, as it's, which is the proper name for it. Um, but it's really kind of, it's interesting to most people because the traffic, like you said, is, is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And uh, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Like, you know. It's crazy for us though. Like, is it, it's, it's not crazy for the, for the locals. Like, they know exactly what's no, happening, right? I mean, they've been, like, as you can probably see here, there's, you see kids on the back of motorbikes. You yeah. see three or four, even five people 
this squeezed onto a motorbike. So the kids from the age of like, well, probably when they leave the hospital after they're born, they're taken home on a motorbike and they're literally, they're so used to it. My favorites like, are the dogs. The dogs, yeah. They are so, <laughs> so cool about all this. First of all, these local dogs, they are so chill. They, the way they just walk the streets is just, it's unbelievable. They, they don't bark, they don't, they don't panic, they just, they know exactly what they are doing. They are so calm and docile. And then when they are sitting on the, on the bike, it's unbelievable. They don't even need any, um, you know, straps or anything. They yeah, just, they're just yeah. there. No need for a seatbelt. It's uh, my, my, my friend, he's also from the UK, he's got a small dog and his dog kind of just, he just has to pat the seat and it jumps up and it's, it's ready to go, you know, it loves it. But I think it's like, again, like with, similar with the kids, they've been used to it since they were a puppy and you just get used to things and it just becomes like second nature, I suppose. It's unbelievable. The dogs are so different. I, you know, my, my theory behind this is that, that once there were dogs here like we have in Europe, but then those dogs have all died because they just ended up under the wheels or something, run over. <laughs> and then, and then only the dogs that, that were karma passed on their DNA yeah. to their posterity. And then that's, that's how, that's how you, you, you have sort of evolu evolution. So that, yeah, evolution, survival, survival natural selection. It is natural selection. <laughs> and then yeah. you, you ended up with these calm dogs here. Because they are so different from European dogs. Yeah, I mean, also Thailand, if you go to Thailand, you'll see a lot of packs of dogs, like 10, 15 dogs sometimes roaming in packs, and you give <laughs> oh, them a yeah. wide berth, but you don't see that so much here. But th th there is a negative aspect to having pets here, and, like, if I say to my Vietnamese colleagues, like, oh, you know, oh, do you have any pets? And they say, oh, yeah, I've got a dog. It's like, oh, where do you walk your dog? And they look at me and say, walk? Well, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> they walk themselves, the dogs. They, well, they just, that's the mentality, they yeah. They roam here. Yeah, so they're either, so like you said, they're either let out, in the morning to roam and, yeah. and do whatever they want to do it's in the so day, cool, hang man. out with their mates on the beach it's or something. It's so cool. But Or they're tied up for like yep. 20 hours or put in a small cage. And That's right, I've seen that too. Yeah. There's that problem and there's a lot of noise from barking dogs here, like it's very hard to avoid mm. neighborhood noise of dogs barking and of course dogs bark when they're upset, right? Typically. And depends. depends. And, uh, Probably, yeah. If they're not okay. walked, they're not tired, so they don't rest, and they're kind of right, hyper. Right, and right, right, right. Um, I got a, that's kind of a bit of a bugbear of mine. Like, uh, maybe it? I should start a little dog walking uh, <laughs> service. I quite like to do that, actually. <laughs> All right, cool. So, so yeah, your videos. You're right. Your videos are on an electric bike, which is which is rather unusual, and I think that makes it interesting because it's like your niche, you know, your your own way of doing things, and so we don't see your face that much. I mean, your latest video actually has face in it, but yeah, normally, not too much. But not too much, yeah. If you dig around in there, there's there's plenty of videos where you can see me talking. If you want to see my ugly okay, face, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the views of the traffic and the city centres and the, the beach here are much more much yeah. nicer. And uh, you've got my nice commentary as I go around. And <laughs> exactly. So it is a nice it is a nice channel. Um, so if you guys want to check it out. Highly recommend it. Expat Nam. Nam yeah. N-A-M as in Vietnam, right? Yeah, yeah. So like obviously when people talk about Vietnam they obviously they often use Nam as a as a slang. So right. when I was I'm terrible at I'm not very creative, so I'm terrible at thinking about names and stuff. So when you when you start a channel on YouTube, the very first thing you have to do is 
put in a name for your channel, so I thought, well, honest, I'm Chris, an expat and I live in Vietnam, so I thought, expat Nam. To be honest, Chris, I'm, I'm in no position to, to make fun of you or criticize you because the name of my podcast is Zdenex English Podcast, so yeah, right. <laughs> your, your sounds more original than mine. <laughs> no, it's good to just very clear, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly, you always have to look on the bright side. Okay, so... Um, the channel and um, so how do you how do you record your video so you've got your setup I use um, uh, Osmo action camera so it's like a it's, it's made by a company called DJI who make the drones in China um, and it's kind of hard in Vietnam to get good quality stuff so everything's marked up it has a as a like an import tax premium here so for example cars of like double or triple the price they would be in Europe or the US electronics very expensive but Long story short, I was able to pick up a second-hand camera for, it was probably about $200. And it really surprised me at how good it was. You know, it can record up to 4K and the sound is, is pretty good as well. And it, I think it does the job really, really well. Nice. Just, just go around with that. And, um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, topics I cover, I mean, like Denik said, everything from, you know, visas, traffic in Vietnam. Um, I, I do do comparisons of other countries I like and cities I like, like Bangkok, for example. Yeah. Um, also Saigon, yeah. because you used to live in Saigon. Yeah, I was in Ho Saigon. Ho Chi Minh City for a long time, and now you yeah. came back to Da Nang. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of... I was I was in Saigon for over four years, so I know it pretty well. Um, you know, I do, I've done all day in the life, you know, going to Vietnamese markets, letting people know what the food is like there. Um, my background is kind of a bit kind of science-y, so I'm a bit of a, ner a nerd kind of science and health so you didn't tell me that ah yeah yeah that's what i i kind of did in the uk before i came here so some of my videos are a little bit kind of health science orientated for example i talk about food safety in vietnam yeah also you uh, you've got some videos about uh, what it's like to go to a vietnamese hospital and I, I like that it just gives you that unique insight into all these things that you ne need to live here you know so but yeah that's right i mean um i've done videos going into expensive private hospitals and then I've compared that going into local public hospitals in Vietnam and you can see you know that the massive difference in in the standards in healthcare and, and you know it's I think some people are quite interested to see you know Vietnam is a what you call a uh, LMIC low middle income country so it's no it's not considered third world anymore but it's not considered developed it's kind of yeah. on the periphery of the, the middle ground there um, and you, you know makes it an interesting place to be I think Absolutely. But recently you've had some kind of issue on your channel. Would you like to tell us more about it? Yeah, sure. So obviously, as you guys are probably aware, YouTube is owned by Google. I think uh, it's one of their biggest revenue generators through, through adverts. Uh, when you watch, you know, when you watch YouTube videos, unless you've got some sort of ad blocker, you will see probably two or three ads these days. But anyway, when you become a YouTube creator, when you get to 1,000 subscribers and I think it's 40,000 hours of watch time, you then become eligible to enter the YouTube partnership program, which means you become monetized. So that means you can share a little bit of the revenue that YouTube gets from showing ads on yep. your channel. So it's quite a nice thing because you actually start getting a little bit of money from your efforts. 
So obviously it takes a lot of time to, to, to film, to edit, to upload. Was this, was, sorry for interrupting you, but okay, was, yeah. was, was this your plan all along when you started? Because I know you haven't been doing it for a very long time, actually. No. So did you, did you intend to, to no, get monetized? Absolutely not. Or? Well, I read a statistic that over 90% of YouTubers don't get monetized. Yeah, so. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those. You have to try harder. Work harder. <laughs> well. No, no, it's it, not at all. And I, you know, I've probably given a, a, a bad impression by talking about that. But when I first started YouTube, I, I had a kind of a, like, a little bit of a fire in me to do something creative. Maybe I'm yeah. having a bit of a midlife crisis in my 40s. <laughs> but I wanted to do something creative and to challenge myself. And I thought, what can I do? I thought, well, there's so many you know, health and fitness channels out there. I want to do something a little bit different. Yep. So me being a British person living in Vietnam, working in Vietnam for so many years. Unique, it's a unique perspective. A unique yeah, perspective, absolutely. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, let's talk about Vietnam. I can speak confidently about many things here. I've Again, seen you've been here for, you said, six years? Over seven years, seven actually. Years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, half Vietnamese almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no longer Welsh. <laughs> no, <laughs> lost my Welsh accent. You probably can't hear that. Yeah, I, uh, the first time I talked to you, I told you that I, I found here Welsh accent there. Although I'm not an expert, but um, yeah, it's still there a little bit, but uh, not, bit, yeah. not, not so much. Yeah, not so much okay, these days. Okay, but so yeah, I mean, long story short, I went into YouTube to to, to give something back to people who are interested. In coming to Vietnam, you know, as a creative project, as a hobby, I had no intention of, you know, making any money. I never thought I would make any money or get to the stage where I would, you know. You know, they always say, like, when they give advice to people, like, how to start your own channel and uh, what sort of ambitions you should have. And because it is, it is a psychological thing, isn't it? Ultimately, like, you need to, it's, you need to. Be motivated to keep going. Absolutely, yeah. And there are hard times, and you don't, get, new ideas. you don't get enough likes. You don't get comments. You That's get what you a need. lot of negativity as well. Negativity. Even, yeah. even if you're giving very na normal, natural, helpful content, people there's still a lot of nasty people out there who will try to shoot you down in some way. So yeah, exactly. So all this, and now I forgot what my original point was supposed to be. Uh, uh, what was you, you asked me about what happened, so. Um, what happened to my channel? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But then I was I was going to ask about something. Oh yeah, I wanted to say that it is, it might be the best way to approach your own channel. Like the, if you don't really, if you if you only have it for fun, if you if you make it for fun, oh, absolutely you make the, the videos best way. for fun because then then you will keep you will keep going because no matter you're quit. what. Yeah. And you don't, you don't, because then. otherwise, a lot of people just get discouraged and demotivated when they don't yeah. don't see progress and that that's so yeah. easy not to see when yeah you're on YouTube yeah so totally I mean yeah my advice to be I'm, I mean I'm, I'm not a huge creator in or experienced creator in any shape or form but my advice would be number one start a channel if you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel or a podcast do it around something that you're passionate about passionate about yeah. or that you like or you're interested in if you're interested in it you can then or talk about it naturally and find out more about good, it good knowledge good knowledge yeah yeah and keep at it like anything else in life. Uh, anything that's worth having doesn't come easily. And most most creators quit around the one and a half, two month mark with YouTube because they're not getting views, not yeah. getting likes. But the YouTube algorithm, it may pick you up. It may fire you to the top. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even the videos that 
are not that you least expect. Now. They might yeah. they might take off later. They're sitting there in the background, and who knows? I mean, exactly. I had one video not go viral, but it went for me quite viral at the very beginning, which was about a foreigner's perspective of like, why did I choose to live in Vietnam? Compared probably to good, he probably made a good clickbait there as well. <laughs> no, it was, it was a fairly good profile picture. <laughs> Which is very important, actually. The, the thumbnail has to really? be good. Yeah, that's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, thought, I thought you meant the profile picture of the no, of the channel. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's quite <laughs> shitty, actually. <laughs> yeah, the thumbnail is the most important thing. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And the the Google, the algorithm, the AI, what they use, it 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 listens in the first apparently the first thirty seconds how many times you're using keywords and, and how like how that relate relates. So that relates to the title of the video and the description of the video, the hashtags. Um, but YouTube is very, very, you know, it's, it's probably the best in the world for AI and software. So like we were saying, stick to the basics. If you're doing something that's original, good, creative, mm. but wait, wait, it'll, hang on, it'll hang pick on. it up. Yeah, but, but there was an issue there. Like that's what we were originally talking about. So, sure. so what happened? So. Long story short, I got onto the monetization program relatively quickly after a few months, and then I started making a few dollars a month. And then, out of the blue, I woke up one day and I had an email saying, your AdSense account has been closed. You can no longer monetize your channel. What did you do? Well, I was really disappointed because when I got monetized, it felt really good because I was finally getting something, not just helping people, but also it kind of makes you think wow this has got some potential now like I'm able to people are wanting to advertise on my content um, and then I had a sponsor not a sponsor but I had a someone contact me about you know doing a sponsored video so it was all yep. very exciting and very motivating yeah, yeah. and you know like I said it, it's really nice just to get you know it's just a few dollars a month at first but to get something back for the time and the effort you're yep. putting in is great but anyway they I appealed against the decision to... So wait, wait, wait. So sorry, sorry, what yeah. had you done? I hadn't done anything. So this is the weird thing. I, I, I don't I believe this. I think there's something Chris isn't telling me. Did you, <laughs> did you like take off your clothes in front of the camera or something? I wish I had now. <laughs> I wish I'd gone out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> and did you get like uh, cancelled for that? Or? So I've got a, a few theories, but my channel is, is, is not a big channel by any shape, in any shape or form. So I don't know. If, it would, if this would be the case, but the political situation in Vietnam is unique. So mm -hmm. we are in a, it's, it's a communist country, we have a one-party state, yep. and there's a lot of um, the state me this media is state-controlled, and they don't like anybody saying anything remotely negative about anything in, in the country, and it's just the nature of it. Mm. But that aside, you have a great feeling of freedom there, and I think that's another point we can come yeah. on into I, a bit I, later. I, I don't feel like living in a communist country. Not at, at all. all, no, no. Not at all. I feel like the pe people here are business-minded. Yeah, I, I feel freer than the UK. Capitalism, it's just maybe there are some different rules, but at the end of the day, like it's not much different. The, the reason I brought that up is because, obviously, it's something we can have a chat about in a minute, because I think it's one of the biggest benefits about living here is the feeling of freedom. But yeah. In regards to the YouTube, I did do a few videos where I like to show the real Vietnam. So there is a lot of trash here. There is a lot of pollution here. Right. Um, there is a lot of very, very dangerous driving. I see. So you were also showing some negative. And I'm showing that. Yeah. Negative aspects of, of life because that that's that's yeah that's the fairest point of view, right? Just balanced. 
absolutely sort of balanced yeah. view. It's not all roses, uh, and, it's, and that's yeah. I, that's what why I would like to. What, what, that's why I think I ended up watching your channel because I could see that you were trying to be fair and yeah. giving me both sides, which which I, mean, I appreciate it. Absolutely, it's all honest. I mean, obviously, it's my opinion what I can see, but it's honest. Yeah. I'm not telling anything that's not not true. Yeah. I'm not doing anything extreme. I'm just showing. What you would see as a day-to-day -day person here, and you're you know, still trying around. to be nice about it. Like, Absolutely, I, I've noticed yeah, that yeah. as well. Like you want to end on a positive note, and I always try to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my my theory is, I spoke to a friend back in London who owns um, has a very very big uh, multi-million-dollar marketing and digital marketing company. So he knows a lot about this, mm -hmm. and he immediately said to me, "Some of your videos touch on." things in Vietnam like trash pollution that maybe they don't want people to see have you thought that it might that might be the case and I thought oh shit maybe maybe then something someone somewhere has someone discovered you or I'm not saying you know and reported you yeah so yeah. that could be the case and YouTube were really cagey they would not give me an answer they just said breach yeah. of terms and conditions I said can you define that they send you a very generic piece of paper which doesn't really tell anything. It could be anything. Something that they didn't respond back to you. They just said decision is final. No more monetization. They also restricted the traffic for a little bit as well, which is disappointing. Really? I uh, got kind of bumped down on the algorithm or whatever. And did um, they tell you that they would do that? Or no, but I think it that? just comes because because they can no longer because YouTube is all about money from yes, advertising. Yes. So if they can't show ads, they're not they're less likely to show your video because right, they will get right. no revenue from. But they your didn't videos. cancel your channel completely. No, the they channel's just, still they just going sort and of restricted you. They restricted my ability to make any any revenue from it, which is kind of an underhand hang way. On, of, hang on, but will you be able to? Like you know how you can monetize your channel in in different ways. Like you can you can sort of um, create a sub channel or something only for like people who subscribe. Um, Will you so be able to do that? No. So membership, I can't do any of the really? super chats, th super thanks memberships. I uh, can't do any of that. So they won't. Once you get the monetization taken away, you can't get any money any from money from whatsoever. YouTube. The only way you can make money is things like Patreon. You know, buy me a coffee, Ko-Fi. Right. So getting people to you know don't donate to you for saying thanks. Which I think it's a nice idea, but um, you know, it's you need to have a lot of. It also feels like you no longer sort of playing a fair game. Right? Absolutely, that, yeah. that, That's what sucks about it the most. It might yeah. not be about the money itself. It's more about you don't want to feel like like you're discriminated. You're pretty much discriminated against now. And, well, and you don't know why. <laughs> absolutely, that's yeah. the, and it really not my motivation. Like I haven't posted for over a month, yeah. um, and I was going. It was going. It was doing really well. My views and subscribers going up quite a lot, and it really, really knocked my kind of just my motivation and my confidence in it. Um, but I'm going to keep doing it because I've got a lot of stories to share and things yeah. to things to do, and you know, we'll see how it goes. But the the times that we're living in, Denik, you know. Um, I don't like to talk too much about things like cancellation culture and things like this, but it really is a really is a becoming an issue. I think and, um, you have to be very careful about what you say online, and yeah. you know, okay, I don't think that's a particularly good thing. I mean, freedom of speech, we should, you know, we should have that right. But that's the pro that's <laughs> the thing. But but because internet is so easy as a medium. To vent, like to say anything you, you yes that goes through your mind. 
yeah. that's it's like a double-edged sword, you see, because there are a lot of people who just don't know any limits and they will just go too far and they will just not be politically correct at all. Absolutely. So I also understand like when there is a bit of, let's say, censorship or or just someone gets banned or blocked because yeah. sometimes you have to do that. Like if you have people who are like super negative or just uh, spouting out some ra racism or yeah. anything like that of course, or yeah. hate, you know, and hate speech and you know that's that's the issue because it goes for me it goes both ways right yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah, yeah. it's just that gray area in the middle isn't yeah, it of, of yeah, free speech yeah. of being able to say how things you know really are i suppose in in many ways but you know also doing it respectfully and and who gets to make those decisions and yeah you know, <laughs> you know at the end of the day it's just about pissing off a, a, a small number of people you know <laughs> yeah, or if you if you piss off the wrong person, especially in countries like Vietnam, where yeah. you've got the one the one party controlling the country, and there's some very very powerful people here, and you know everything is. Uh, and that's that's uh, ironically that's what happens when you are popular, and your channel was getting popular. You are getting a lot of views in a, in a short amount of space uh, or time. So um, yeah. that's why it probably happened, and then someone let's say influential might have yeah. started watching your channel but then they realize that some of the things you said do not do not show vietnam in the in a the, the positive light or something i don't know that's that's just a theory right well you know i i always tend to when i was looking for ideas for videos i would go on to the the, the vn express website so the vn express is like the, the state newspaper here and I would look at stories on there and, and hey, see... Can you speak Vietnamese? Can I speak Vietnamese? No, not really. Calm. So, how did, so was it in English? Oh no, it's, they got an English version. Oh, um, okay. Again, it's slightly doctored, but it's uh, there is an English version. But there was a story about uh, a place called Two Team in Ho Chi Minh City, which is a new development area. And they were talking about how bad the trash is, how much rubbish and plastic is on the floor. Mm. And I always ride my bicycle through there when I was going into District 1 in the center of yep. Ho Chi Minh City. And one day when I was coming back, I was driving through there and I thought, wow, this is fucking terrible. It's really, really bad. There's so much trash and dirt. And so I just did a little, little video about that. Yeah. But I, in my mind, I knew that the state media had covered this story already. So if the state media has covered it, I, it's fair you, game, you, right? You felt like you, you're in the safe, yeah, in the yeah. safe place, in the safe zone. And it seems to be since around that time that things started to go going a bit strange. Right? Pear-shaped, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's not the reason, then I, I did get some hate hate emails um, from... It definitely wasn't from a Vietnamese person, and the reason I know that is because of the way it was written. So uh, what, how was it written then? Uh, just written in a way that, in my opinion, only a native speaker could write it. <laughs> Sorry. Only a native English speaker could probably write it like that. Oh. Uh, I could just tell because I've been in the training oh, stroke so education you think field. Someone was jealous of, of your channel, or there's there's that possibility. Like YouTube is quite competitive. There's not that yeah. many YouTubers in Vietnam, and some of them actually aren't that pleasant. One or two of them. So that's definitely a possibility. It could have been someone spamming my site. Like I don't know, they have like click bots or something like that. They just they click Ch on all, all the ads. Change GTP. Yeah, yeah. Trying to take over the world. 
Who knows? Yeah, pissed off chat GTP going haywire. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear this, mate. But um, as I told you before, I mean, there are other ways. You could just you could just sort of learn from this, and and that experience you've had hasn't gone away, right? You you can start something new and do it better or differently. And uh, why not start a podcast? Yeah, well, I, I would love to do do interviews actually, and that was one of my initial plans for the channel was to do interviews with expats and, and Vietnamese, but mostly expats in Vietnam, and to see what stories they had to tell. But one of the lessons I've learned from it, and talking to friends who have had businesses and have got businesses now, is like never put all your eggs into one basket. No, so no, 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 no. You have to, never. especially when it's your own business, you have to have multiple streams of income, multiple things yeah. going on. You know, imagine if you're a YouTuber with 150,000 subscribers, you're getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of views a month. Yeah. On the AdSense, that's probably making you between two and $5,000. And then you say, fuck off YouTube, and they, yeah. and they close your channel. But <laughs> imagine you suddenly lose two to five thousand dollars revenue you know that would be terrible right and it's so easy to happen you just say you just say one wrong thing someone reports you or yeah and it's so easy yeah so you're you're right it's it's better better to be safe than sorry and as you said don't put all your eggs in one basket because you know what happens listeners when you do that and your your uh, basket drops <laughs> all eggs that are that are in that basket they they break <laughs> Yeah, so imagine you have more baskets with uh, fewer eggs, and then you just drop one basket, but the others, they yeah, are fine. You have more eggs, yeah. Yeah, the other eggs, you know, stay um, stay fresh and not broken. To be broken another day. <laughs> That's how, you, this is how you don't explain idioms, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I guess it's probably a good idiom to explain, it's a very commonly used one, yeah. I forgot we were on an English teaching podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing we haven't said. I'm, I'm. This is a, this is a podcast run by, by an English teacher, uh, teaches Danek. That's me. But the person I'm interviewing here uh, is also an English teacher. Am I right? Um, I was. So I've had, I've had many, many caps, as I like to say, many jobs. So the job I've been doing for the last four, five years here is, it's more training. So it's okay. more like a, a, a training. Position. Like yoga training. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm not very flexible. I can't even touch my toes. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, wait, hang on. You're not very flexible in what way? Because they <laughs> But you were quite flexible when, when, you know, when I was trying to um, get you here and like when it comes oh, yeah, to, when yeah. it comes to this interview it started raining you change oh, yeah. you change the venue easily so in in terms of that you were quite flexible but you probably meant uh, in uh, physically flexible <laughs> <Okay>. yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i need need to work on that let's just say yeah. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> okay well so uh teacher trainer you mean oh yeah so um I was a, I was a science teacher here. Okay. I have I have taught English here. Um, I've done other things here, such as helping to run an events company many many years ago. My background in UK is is is, is science and water, so I was able to kind of leverage that into the position I've got now, which is working for an uh, NGO in the healthcare sector. Sounds um, fancy. Not particularly, but I won't go into it too much more detail just for privacy kind of reasons, but not that it's anything shady, but... <laughs> well, now that you say it... 
Not sure if you should believe it. He's also the guy that got cancelled on YouTube. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just rubbing it in. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> no, um, it's Don't worry, I, I'm going to follow you soon with this interview because now if I, if I put in the description that I'm interviewing expat Nam, you know, I'm... Flag. Yeah, it's, flag. A, it's a red flag. Yeah. But what you'll find is in places like Vietnam is there's, there's all these sort of jobs around that you don't that are not kind of maybe not advertised very well it's actually in Vietnam Viet Vietnamese is not very good at marketing in my opinion generally and you know you never see offers generally here well that's shop. like me then <laughs> <laughs> we have something in common with Vietnam yeah you fit right anyway yeah I'm also not very good at marketing so you know <laughs> just just my opinion but like you just have to be at the right place at the right time more so than you would be in other countries um, and if you've got sort of maybe you have business experience from the UK or you have a degree in business or I don't know, anything like that you could then become perhaps a business English teacher or maybe yeah. a business liaison trainer you know there's all these kind of jobs yeah. banks and insurance companies here will pay a lot of money for you to help their staff learn about how to write a proper email how to put together a business proposal because Vietnam is really on the lookout for investment international investment from all countries and um, what's the lingua franca it's English they need to speak good English and not just that but they need to have a bit of knowledge on how to use it in the workplace that is all these kind of positions that you can pivot to to not just English teaching you know lovely so that that is a great ad for potential you know potential new expats here um, so if you guys in, are interested watch expat Nam channel and to learn more about Vietnam and you might meet us here one day yeah I'd love to meet you guys yeah come on over to the channel and see if you love or hate Vietnam but uh, if you ever find yourselves in Da Nang yeah drop us drop us a line let's talk about the positives here yeah, because there are a lot of positives here sure and uh, that, that is why I'm here actually and that, that's why you haven't left yet so um, <laughs> Tell me about um, the main sort of attraction of of Vietnam. What would be what would be what are the main reasons for you to stay so long or to never go back to to Wales? Actually, yeah. Well, it's something I've been thinking of a lot recently, actually, because obviously I'm getting older and family getting older. And yeah, I can see a lot of grey hair there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, falling out. Fuck. But uh, happens to the best of us. That's why he's not so flexible and can't be a yoga teacher, you know, it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it all falls into place. I'm actually going to try and sign up to some yoga, i got to try <laughs> and get into that, like, um, especially as I get into my 40s. But, uh, but yeah, so the, the positives about Vietnam, so one of the main things is it's, it's quite a vibrant place and it's a, it's a place of contrast. So it's like it's exciting it's relatively easy to start a business here if you want to do that it's, it's easy to network and you don't have the constraints that you do in other countries when you're trying to you don't have all the ridiculous laws and regulations yeah. you know like in, the Vietnamese are so entrepreneurial they will yeah they don't have any they kind of have to be because they don't get much support from the government but you'll see like street carts selling food selling yeah. some vegetables you, you, you can you can really feel it from the people the people have man you can feel that sort of entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset yeah you can feel absolutely. it from them um, you know they're, they're very kind of money orientated but they're yeah. just very kind of business orientated they yeah, want to yeah, work yeah. hard and make money yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and you know 
the, the way things are set up here, yes, you know, again, it's, it's a communist country, but I have a great feeling of freedom here, and it's one of the biggest things that makes me want to stay. And I don't mean like freedom to do like whatever I want without consequence. I mean, well, like I, you can't take off your clothes and then expect expect to yeah. <laughs> to to get monetized, Chris. I'm sorry, like, that doesn't work. Although, if you did that here, you'd probably just people get people laughing at you and filming it, and you go viral anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. Vietnamese are still quite curious about foreigners. I mean, not so much, you know, like they were 10, 15 years ago, but... Um, are they getting less popular then? Um, a, a little bit, but it's still treated, it. treated quite well, I think. Um, but not certainly not like a novelty like it was 15 years ago, where, you know, people would kind of be shocked and shouting and like, oh my God, where are you from? You're so tall and... You're so, you're so handsome and well, that, yeah. that stopped for me a few years ago but <laughs> I've, or, I've already had that too and, and that was like an experience I've, I'd never had before so I have to say yeah this is a bit strange do you feel like a white person in Vietnam gives you a lot of sort of how should I put this um, benefits yeah so if you're uh, um, if you're a man and you like women <laughs> Okay, where is this going to go, Chris? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting quite curious now. <laughs> no, it's, I would say arguably it's one of the, probably one of the, the best countries in the world for meeting a good person, a good lady, let's say. Do, do you realize I have got a lot of male listeners to this podcast? And you know what's going to happen now? <laughs> They're all going to come here. Yeah, yeah. And it, it will out. be harder for you and I to, yeah, to, yeah. to find women. So, You know, it, it, it's, it's funny you say that because... In, in Da Nang, where we are now, a lot of the negative comments I got on YouTube were from what I would guess as kind of older white guys ah. who don't like younger guys coming in and trying to start something here, like trying to do stuff. They don't like it, like because it is a bit of a secret. It is a great place to, in regards to you know, in regards to women, girls. It's a very young population, under 30. Um, the women here are fantastically, they, they work very hard, they're very kind. And they are very good looking, let's be honest. And let's get to the main point that they're absolutely yeah. beautiful. They are gorgeous. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, yeah. interesting, interesting to me is Vietnam has the lowest rate of obesity in the world, I yeah. think, 2.3 or 2.8. Cannot compare it to European people. Um, yeah, it's such a difference, I mean, and just from the health perspective, I really like that because I'm quite into health and fitness. So I really like, you know. If you want, if you want me, to, you want me to tell you a secret. In two months, I lost six kilos here. Oh In wow! In two months, I eat less. I eat more health, healthy food, and I exercise more. So they're running around on the beach after those girls. I know. <laughs> Not exactly, but yeah, I started going to the gym here, and uh, it just—it's yeah. just—I live a much healthier life, and, and and yeah, I lost weight, which is what what I wanted. It's great, yeah. I mean, especially cities like Da Nang near the beach, you've got that. You're able to walk. You're able to, you know, you know, swim in the sea if you want to. Walk yeah. on the beach is a, you know, huge beach. It's not so good in the cities like Saigon and Hanoi. A lot more polluted, a lot more congested. That's one of the reasons, the main reason I left Saigon is because I couldn't exercise outside very much and um, just not so good for health. But yeah. for dating, wow. Yeah, I was there. Oh, I, I, I switched on my Tinder in Saigon. <laughs> I was there only for one day. And I had so many people giving me like. like I had more people 
liking my profile than I've had in my entire life. <laughs> like well, one day. <laughs> I mean, if, if you wanted to, you could probably set up you know, multiple dates a day. You would match with hundreds of people in a week if no, that's what you want. I don't think I have enough money for that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a full-time job, but... Uh, yeah, I, need, I'm, I think I need two jobs for that. Well, you know, people do come over in the first couple of months. They do kind of sit, go down that path and get kind of stuck in this hole of like drinking and, 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 and dating and, and women and because like if you've been over you know if you've been in the west for all your life yeah you've been in some small town i mean you're czech republic right so yeah. i think czech women are quite beautiful but yeah. um you know west of the west of czech republic but is i'm not i'm not <laughs> as special for them as i'm for women here and i can feel yes, it already absolutely which, yeah which yeah. is super cool it's cool to have that feeling, you know, because got the exotic I factor. think I don't think I'm I think I'm, I'm average looking, yeah. So that's not good enough, you see, because everybody wants that handsome guy. Like, okay, of course I'm working on it. Now I started getting to the gym, you know, and, and maybe if I grow a few gray hair, that's gonna help too, you know. Because <laughs> no, it doesn't I'll, trust me. Yeah, I'll come across as wise and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, one, once the podcast is more popular, you know, all that. But you know what I'm trying to say, yeah? It's different here. It's well, different. I feel more um, sort of exotic, exotic, more attractive yeah. to women, which is I think cool. it, it, it's a cool it, feeling. It's nature's way of balancing out the yeah. world, maybe. Like you know, it is a cool <laughs> feeling. But also, I, I'm I'm struggling with it a little bit. Like, how, how should I sort of approach it? Yeah, it's a bit. It's it's a novelty to me. So yeah, yeah. I haven't really worked it out yet but it's, it's, it's interesting yeah it's if you want it it's 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 definitely here but you've got to put the work in i mean you've got to put the effort in and it, you know who wants to go to coffee shops all day and meet beautiful girls what am i saying how like oh you're giving some da dating <laughs> advice here but I, I want to ask you so 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 are you telling are you telling my listeners that if, if they are a, a man they, they will have a good life here in terms of dating and whatnot but how about women then? So what if, what if some females want to come here? Are they going to struggle? Uh, potentially, yes. Um, I'll give you an example yep. of what I've seen here. So you don't actually see many long-term expats ladies here who are not married really? before they come here. Yeah, so come? My, my colleagues who are, um, who are female are all married to you know, Western men from back home. Yep. I don't know anyone, any lady, foreign lady who's married a Vietnamese person, Vietnamese man, and I've heard people say, I, I'm, I'm going to give up, I'm going to go home, I just can't, I don't want to say can't compete, but they're just the very kind of normal looking Vietnamese girl is, is very beautiful. Yeah, that's and the, true. And, the, and, true. and the, the beautiful one is just, would be a model, 10 out of 10, and back home. <laughs> <Yeah. 10 laughs> Is this, a, is this a podcast for, for dating or pick up, pick up podcasts or something? Yeah. Um, I think it's a good thing to talk about because it is a big... I mean, you do see more men here and arguably that's, that's the reason why. When we advertised for someone in my department at work, we had 150 CVs. Yeah. We had one CV from a woman. Really? 149 were from men. Wow. So that kind of tells you about the demographic of foreigners here a little bit. It was quite interesting actually when that happened. So. I've met a lot of expat women here too though, but um, yeah, you're right, it's, it must be much harder. Also, like, whenever I meet Vietnamese women, we play this guessing game, I think it's everybody does it. Like, <laughs> how old are you? How old do you think I am? You, 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 you're sort of hoping to, to <laughs> that they will guess they, 
you're, you're younger, right, than, than you are. And, and yeah. So every single time I, I'm trying to guess the Vietnamese girl's age, I fail, and, and generally uh, they are much younger than I think they are. No, yes. the other way around. Hang on, hang on. No, no, they're older than. They, look, they, they are look older. Young, yeah, right? they are older than I think yeah. because everybody looks like twenty or something, but they are older sometimes. Yeah. But between the ages of twenty and thirty-one, maybe, it's very hard to see a difference yeah. in age. But um, you know, without wanting to sound kind of rude or anything, I think once on the age of about thirty, then you tend to obviously people change a bit. I mean, I I did. Although I still look reasonably young, even I'm 40 odd now. But um, but yeah, you're, it's very true what you said about uh, guessing the ages. Is you're 40 odd. 40 odd. Yeah. yeah I'm just odd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 40 yet, but I will be soon. In about two months, I will also be 40. Time flies, man. So, Time yeah. flies. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, so what about Vietnamese people then? What, what would you tell us about Viet the Vietnamese? What, what are they like? How are they different from Europeans? Wow, okay, so... Big topic. Yeah, um, how, do, how do you want me to give it to you? <laughs> well, just... No, let me think. So, no, I don't have to think. As always, like, there's probably good and bad, right? So. Yeah, but even more so here. I find the extremes are even more extreme here, so... Okay. So being British, I'm I'm used to a, a you know used to a level of manners. Like people will yeah. stop to let you cross the road. They'll typically hold a door open for you. Yeah. Please and thank you. You know, there's none of that in in Vietnam. So that's kind of the the, the Asian way. Although Japanese, they're also yeah, yeah. very polite. No, not but, everyone is like that. But no, no. But in Vietnam, that kind of the, the P's and Q's and the you know the the general manners don't really exist. Like uh, okay. Uh, the, the, the the word please. In Vietnamese, lamen, I, I believe it is, is like a begging word, like please, please. <laughs> it's not actually used in the day-to-day -day language, as oh, far okay, as I'm maybe aware. Maybe I should stop saying please then. I yeah, yeah. No, don't. And thank you, everybody. Yeah, everywhere. it's not. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of direct. The language is a bit more direct. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of it's kind of left left the guesswork, maybe I suppose. But yeah. So Vietnamese could be like really, really welcoming and hospitable. Yeah. Or they can be very, very cold. And if you're outside of the family, you don't exist, type of thing. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like maybe the kind of Chinese heritage. It's, it's a little bit similar to, to Chinese culture in that way. Um, but day to day, you know, you have very mixed reaction. It, it all depends on building a level of. I don't want to say friendship because that's, that's actually still. really, really hard to build friendship really? here. Like, so with a foreigner and a Vietnamese, to be a, a genuine friendship here is very hard because. You need to build some level of trust, and maybe you have to go yes. through something together and, and definitely um, yeah. pass a few pass a few tests and things like that. So it's quite a low trust society. So, for example, okay. if you go to the supermarket here, you have to lock all your bags. If you're carrying bags from another shop, you ah. have to lock your bags at the front of the store. They won't let you take another bag into the supermarket okay. because they're worried about the theft, especially in the Nang. But, but when it comes to motorbikes, like everybody leaves their bike outside and and. That's, I don't think that's, a, locks that, it, that's a Da Nang thing. So if you go to uh, the other city centers, there'll be parking and security, but especially oh, okay. cars. But here, okay. yeah, I think theft is a bit lower here. But okay. again, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to move here because I, I heard that it was more kind of relaxed about yeah. these things. But um, obviously, huge cultural divides. Family is hugely important here. Children are very, very important to, 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 the, to women here. Um, and it's still quite patriarchal society. So. 
is it? Men, yeah, definitely. Men dominate. Men, are, if you look at the positions of power in the government, you, you probably won't see any okay. female people okay. in the leadership teams. Yeah. And same in business, you know, you'll get one or two, but mostly men. Yeah. And so there's the gender role divide and all that. Massively, yeah. And, and, yeah. and people still typically, from what I can tell, much prefer to have uh, a boy as opposed to a girl. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. When they're, so the doctors here are not allowed to tell you the sex of the baby. If you if you if you get you know if you get pregnant, for example, um, legally they're not allowed to tell you. That's because yeah. in the past, if it was a girl, many families would terminate that pregnancy. They, oh, wanted, really? they wanted a boy. Was yeah. Wasn't that in China as well? Similar there to was China. There a policy yeah. in China like that, wasn't there? I think so. Yeah. So it's it's very similar here, and there's a knock-on. It's it's still kind of a thing here. Like they they want that they want a boy. You know. They, yeah, but they but they don't. Uh, the doctors will, like the doctors I know through my job, they said they, they'll just say like, you're going to have to paint the room blue or you're going to have to paint the room pink. <laughs> so, so they'll kind of tell them indirectly. Ah, that's but the, kind of cool actually. I yeah. Like so, but, but officially they're not allowed, you're not allowed to know. Yeah. Um, so that's quite interesting. Um, but okay. yeah, I mean, how, how have you found it? You've been here a few months. Yeah, and yeah so far so good. Yeah. I think people generally have been friendly. Yeah, of course I've had a few weird sort of experiences but mostly mostly I have to say people have been friendly to me that's good yeah. both males and females so I can't I can't complain so far yeah but um, I haven't I've, I'm sure I haven't seen enough and I've heard a lot of stories from you and other other new friends here and yeah it's um, it's definitely different different culture here yeah so just I think it's important to, to sort of approach it with an open mind yeah and um, yep. do your research you know uh, prepare for certain things and uh, be flexible enough flexible again there we go yeah be sort of word of the day yeah the word of the day um, just be ready for different contingencies let's say yeah I mean yeah. leave leave a lot of Western way of thinking at the airport. So, <laughs> if somebody you know doesn't say thank you, someone barges into the lift so don't before get you've got out. You have to try and not let it your blood boil, and of course <laughs> it will get to you if you're used to that. And and but it's yeah. it's not because the person hates you. You know they don't know you. It's just it's just the way things are here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be honest, like so far, what made what made me see red was not the locals, but some experts. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, can, I cannot complain at all. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel welcome here. That's good. That's really good. I mean, you do get some some wacky expats for sure. Yeah. You know these these kind of countries, especially Cambodia, Vietnam, attracts uh, all sorts of people. Yeah. Vietnam not so much now because they've really tightened down on the visas, so they've okay. probably gone over to Cambodia. Good to know. Good to know. It's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, re the the more reasonable ones, like the two of us, are yeah. here. Yeah. And um, I think ultimately, as, as Vietnam now is starting to modernize more rapidly, they, they're trying to be a bit more legitimate. They want people paying taxes and working, yeah. and you know, they don't want people on perpetually renewable visas and yeah. not contributing to the economy, as they see, see it. But it's, yeah. it's a gray area because, of course, you do contribute paying rent and buying food and all everything else. So it's, yeah, a, yeah. a retirement visa would be a nice option here, I think, like Thailand has. You know. Nice one. <laughs> is there anything else to add, like any kind of 
secret that you, you don't always tell you on your channel. Something that obviously we can talk about here on the podcast, but the one thing you would you would say to end this podcast? Uh, that's a question. <laughs> yeah, um, usually, usually this is a too much pressure on people when I ask in that kind of way. It's something that in about an hour will come into my mind. <laughs> yeah. and think, oh shit, I should have said that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words or anything? Um, I would say that if you were thinking of coming to live abroad, it's not all a bed of roses. Think very carefully about your decision. Think about your, you know, I don't want to put a down on things, but I just, I'm, I'm a fairly sensible person. So I would say like, try to have a plan B or a backup plan and just be aware that things are yeah. very, very different. It's not all beaches, sunbathing and babes, although there is a lot of that if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That will, that will do. Yeah. That will do, Chris. All right. Still right. talking about women again. <laughs> well, we are men. So what, do, yeah. what would you expect from us, ladies and gentlemen, or ladies i don't know <laughs> yeah um yeah that's it thank you very much chris for being on the podcast awesome i've had a fantastic time yeah, thank lovely, you Derek. lovely a lot of lot of interesting insight about vietnam and uh yeah yeah if you got Hope any... it's not the last time yeah yeah we'll have to do it again and um i think i'm gonna interview you from our youtube channel as well and we'll get Derek on you can see his his handsome face and uh <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, average-looking, handsome face, which is it seems to be more valuable here for some reason. <laughs> Any questions, guys? Uh, drop us, uh, drop us a line um, via my YouTube channel, Expat Nam, or, or Nam, yeah, or, or, or ask, ask Denik, and if he doesn't know, he could always perhaps ask me, and you know, happy to help. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Awesome. Take it easy. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.